Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Still the funkiest music for an intro that could possibly be devised by man that's not uh, Isaac Hayes. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, 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 good. Scrambling this morning, but I'm settled and ready to talk Bama hoops. Yeah, let's do We We're going to have to talk about this Auburn Brian Arson thing, though, because oh, yeah. it has gotten absolutely comical. And, um, you know, look, I know we can joke all we want to, but there's some really smart people, very smart people, much smarter than us, in charge of Auburn University who are doing some things that neither you nor I would ever dream of doing. They sound so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, let's uh, let's invent a new policy in the midst of it all. Uh, it, it would be sort of like Alabama going, you know what? Um if you uh, if you talk about God, if, if you question God during a press conference uh, three or four days before you're fired, uh, you owe us the uh, buyout back. So, uh, hey, uh, Dubos, uh, send us that uh, few million we gave you back in 2000 because uh, we just instituted a new policy, you see, and uh, and you, we, we no longer owe you the buyout. I mean, that 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 was to me Auburn hitting a. Uh, it's That's a new newest low. low. There's a new low every day, but that that one, that one was uh, that that might take the the cake. I like the uh, the okay. We are we are family, and you will cooperate with us no matter what, uh, and you will do what's best for Auburn University. Whenever we have an investigation, you will answer to the powers above you. No questions asked. And Bruce Pearl's over said, like, wait a minute, um, guys. Like, no, it doesn't count for you, Bruce. Don't worry about you, Bruce. You're good. <laughs> We're only dealing with guys that we think are not good coaches. <laughs> Bruce, you're fine. You can do it. Keep, thing, it. keep it going, fam. And the Bruce thing was an NCA investigation. An NCA <laughs> investigation. He didn't cooperate, and he wasn't in Mexico. He was in Auburn. He, yeah, he just said, hey, look. Yeah, not only am I not going to cooperate, I'm going to go over here to uh, Acre and just have a dinner. So uh, y'all just worry about that or, you know, uh, Mama Goldberg's. I'm going to be over there in case anybody wants to call me, but I'm not picking up the phone, so it doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's really comical how badly this has played out. But I have no doubt in my mind at all that somehow – Auburn will win a national championship after this in some sport. I don't know what sport, but, uh, <clears throat> and in fact, Jimmy, we've already wasted the first few minutes on it. So I, I hate to jump into basketball, even though I'm excited to, we'll talk about basketball the next two segments, but uh, Brian Harson is uh, as of this morning, planning to go to the sec coaches conference, or whatever the hell that is. Um, and I think it's, I think this is where they vent. They get to meet shortly after signing day to vent and cuss at each other about recruiting and cheating. Oh, really? And he, you said this and you said that it's kind of like, a, I mean, I don't know that that's what it was designed to do, but whenever you have all of the football head coaches meeting this shortly after signing day, uh, it's going to come up. That's going to come up. Well, 
it's it's going to be reminiscent of the progressive commercial where it's like, you know, we're trying to help you not turn into your parents. And they're all in the parking lot of the football stadium. And they keep yeah. talking about parking lots. And the guy's like, let's quit talking about – we just got to the game. Let's quit talking about parking lots. I think it's going to be the same way everybody's going to go, okay, we need to talk about etiquette on the recruiting trail. And, um, you know, <laughs> somebody's going to raise – the, the head coach at South Carolina is going to raise his hand and be like, yeah, I do want to talk about etiquette on the recruiting trail. But what the hell is happening at Auburn? And then the, you know, the LSU coach would be like, yeah, what is going on over there? And, and uh, the SEC commissioner would be like, okay, we, well, let's not talk about Auburn for just a minute. We want to stay on, on point. And then the head coach at Florida, yeah, 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 I do want to stay on point. But what is that about? That's crazy, right? I mean, that's nuts. <laughs> I mean, it is – this is so much fun to watch from afar. And I, there is a part of me that feels for my Auburn friends – uh, because we have, in a sense, been there. We hadn't been there to this degree. I mean, what Auburn's doing is unprecedented with an AU. But um, what you know, our escapades with um, the the various mics we had was bad. I mean, it was really bad, and we didn't have to go through that though. In the in the Twitterverse, Auburn's going through this right. in the world of, of expanded and all powerful social media, which it makes it even a lot worse. I mean, look, I don't like looking at Twitter after an Alabama loss in, in equestrian. So I can't imagine how horrible it is to look at Twitter every single moment that this uh, debacle continues. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've talked about this a couple of times, but it, it is really similar to Alabama in 87. Uh, but, uh, but it's not similar and it's not similar because there was no social media in 1987. There, there was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was no talk radio in 1987, yeah. not sports talk. Uh, so when Alabama was going through this similar situation, when built upon Bill Curry's hiring, uh, Bill Curry survived another two years. Uh, but I insist had social media uh, existed back in 87, I, I don't know that Curry would have lasted a single year. Uh, it would have it would have been like a fire that, that swept out of control, like what's going on at Auburn right now. Not an excuse for Auburn because uh, Auburn brought this upon themselves, just like Alabama uh, bought it upon themselves with the dysfunctional hiring process where you do things like hire Bill Curry from Georgia Tech over Bobby Bowden from Florida State, even requiring him to interview for a job as if you would ever ask Tom Cruise to audition for a role. I mean, uh, that, that's just, it, it was insane. And, and, and Alabama deserved to be called out on it back in 87, just like Auburn deserves uh, what's happening to them right now. That, okay. Maybe Alabama's was more stupid in 87. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because asking Bobby Bowden to interview at that time, it is just like asking Tom Cruise to audition for the Tom Cruise story as told by Tom Cruise. I mean, it's so stupid. I can't even imagine what the hell Joab Thomas was thinking. Oh my God. Well, when, that makes me so when the mad. President, when the president and the AD go one way and it's not what all of the football boosters want done, it's going to create a mess, particularly at, a program like Alabama, that was going to be a mess. And, and, and then you hire a head coach who's not accepted 
by the, the, the folks that write the biggest checks. He, he wasn't accepted and there's nothing he can do to make them happy. And then he goes seven and five on the field and loses to Memphis. And, and, and in that way, this is so similar uh, to, to what's happened with Harson, who was never accepted by the by the powers that be because the president, the AD did something they didn't want to do. And, and, and then then this happened. And then what poured gasoline on this was social media where then there's rumors. Uh, and, and, and so the, the, the check writers, they pounced on this. And that's what separates this situation from the Bill Curry situation, the social media that allowed the powers that be to probably spread rumors uh, or at least retweet unfounded rumors. And, uh, and it just helped create this, this mess that's entertaining for everyone that is not an Auburn fan. And for, for run-of-the-mill Auburn fans, for just fans of the football team that buy season tickets and go to the games and love Auburn because they went to school there, uh, you know, I almost feel for them because this is just, that's got to be frustrating for them to be like, you know, let us run the program because we actually care about this place. And uh, that, that, that's a frustrating part of this too. What is even makes all of this more comical is the hypocrisy that surrounds it all, which isn't just emblematic of Auburn. It's, it's emblematic of sports and I guess life and society in general, but it's funny because the one thing I keep hearing from various message boards and sh Auburn related shows is we got to get these damn boosters out of there. These boosters always want to, they're power hungry, they're rich. They don't want to, Oh, wait a minute. You mean a booster, just some boosters just gave the largest donation in the history of Auburn university to name themselves, uh, put their name on Auburn arena. You know, it's, 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 right. it, it, they don't mind it when the boosters do what they want, but see, when you invite boosters, it's it's like, look, and I'm I, again, I'm I've succumbed to it. I'm pro boosters. I, I'm willing to understand that boosters are going to get in there and meddle because they're they're powerful people, type A personalities with a lot of money, and they can do it. So they will do it. I am an unpowerful person, a type B personality <laughs> with no money. I cannot meddle. All I can do is this podcast. This is this far reaching of my meddleness. And um, so, but I also understand that, uh, you know, you, therefore, if you're going to have boosters that are this powerful, you have to have a coach that's even more powerful. Ryan right. Harson ain't that coach. Now, Nick Saban is that coach and Bruce Pearl is that coach. Brian Harson ain't that coach. He hadn't built up enough cachet to be able to deal with these boosters. And that's part of the problem. Now, if he survives this, oddly, he will have some cachet Yep, but not the right kind to deal with this long term. He won't be able to deal with this long. It's it's a complete cluster, no matter what. If if this, if we were all playing Tecmo Bowl on our um, Nintendos right now, we would all unplug it, wait ten seconds, and plug it back in because this is so bad. You have to have a hard reset. That's the only way to do it. Jimmy, I got to tell everybody about Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores and totals to player performance props to where the next coach who's going to be fired is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all NFL betting and any betting in 2022. And it's not just football. I just said that, but it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, coverage is the best in the business. I'm not playing there. 
Uh, from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline.net is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, it's where the game starts, Jimmy. We're not screwing around about that. BetOnline is where the game starts. Awkward pause and scene. Now we can go on to the next segment. <clears throat> um, let's talk a little bit about Alabama's big win in basketball last night, which was very nice. I mean, look, Ole Miss is not very good, but we needed this, and we needed this shooting performance. Um, so many things to be proud of last night. Uh, just getting the win, number one. I didn't care how we got it. I just wanted to get it. Uh, I made a bold prediction on a Montgomery radio station yesterday that I'm a guest on every Wednesday, and I said, I think Alabama wins the next three games. That means starting last night, that prophecy came true. That means Saturday when they play Arkansas, I still feel good about it. I think we're catching Arkansas at a great time for great time in terms of what Arkansas is doing and just did and in terms of what we're doing and just did. So I feel like that's a perfect storm. And then we play Mississippi State, who just got beat at home by Tennessee. And um, so, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Jimmy Wood last night make you think about? Well, uh, it was a really good win, and not just because we won the game. That that was big because we haven't won a road game since, the, I think, the very first one of the SEC season when we, when we uh, inexplicably beat Florida in Gainesville. We hadn't won on the road since then. And uh, so so it was big for that. But it, it it is bigger because of the way they played, the way they played. It, it, we needed a night where not just Quinterly shot well, although he needed that, we needed a night where everyone shot well, and that's what happened. And we needed a night where non-contrib or guys that don't normally contribute to the wins contribute. I mean, Jaswan Holt, who didn't score much, he was really good defensively uh, and helped kind of quell the fire. Ole Miss came out shooting really well, and Holt was one of the perimeter defenders that sort of quieted it down and and, and allowed Alabama to get back in the game and eventually win easily. Uh just a great team win. Uh, I really like the looks on the faces of the guys when the game was over uh, and they're in the handshake line and shaking each other's hand. They they looked really happy. And, and, and I love seeing that because it, it just, it, you know, the, the, that, that sort of thing can be contagious. And they need it because we're coming up on the part of the schedule where you can really rack up some wins. You don't need to look three and four games ahead. It's one game at a time. But we really did go through a stretch of the season where it was tough to win games because everybody we're playing was really good. And, uh, and, and now, you, you know, you're playing, uh, um, you know, after Arkansas anyway, a very beatable Mississippi state team. I think the last four sec teams we play Luke, the last four, none of them have a winning record in the sec. So we can really uh, start climbing and, you know, uh, and right now it's all about seeding. Hey, we're in the tournament. It would take a total disaster for us to play ourselves out of the tournament. We're in, but we need a better seed. We need the best seed possible so we can have uh, winnable games and in, in, in that opening weekend and get to the Sweet 16. And I'm not saying that's the ultimate goal here, but we all have to remember where we are historically and what we are historically. And, and Alabama getting to the Sweet 16 is a big damn deal. The first time I see someone angry, we didn't get past the Sweet 16, I'm, a, I'm going clock tower. I mean, I, I get being disappointed that we didn't make the Elite Eight of the Final Four. I get everybody wanting to. I get that that's the goal. But being mad and wanting to fire people, you're just insane is all that is. So let's 
let's win some games, get a better seed, put ourselves in a position to win some games in the NCAA tournament and live up to the potential of this team. And the potential of this team, I think, in terms of as good as it can get for these guys, is probably somewhere around Sweet 16, maybe Elite Eight. Final Four, I know it's possible. All things are possible. But since we lost Namari, if add Namari Burnett and Josh Primo to this team, and yeah, yeah, that's a Final Four team. But we don't have Namari Burnett or Josh Primo. You know, one thing I love about the new video YouTube stuff we do is when you're in the car, it's I can you slowly as you're holding the phone there, you begin yeah. to slowly lose hand strength. And the the the, <laughs> the, no, what the screen ends up like about midway through that story, you got to right here and it was just your eyes and mouth. And I was like, I wonder if he's gonna slip all the way to his mouth. It's just his mouth talking. And <laughs> And then, like, it's like you found your second wind and you were able to pick it back up, and we got the whole Jimmy experience, which was great. Uh, that close to the see when you're when you're talking or doing the ads, I'm focused on that. I'm I'm fo- I'm listening. I'm when I when I start talking, and particularly when I get like emotional, I lose it. I'm like uh, I I don't even know that I'm holding the phone. I'm like I'm I'm I got a little pissed there. I got pissed because in my head I was mad at some fictional person who was angry that we lost a Sweet 16 game. <laughs> this person doesn't exist yet, but I'm imag- I'm easily imagining losing this team that struggled at times, to say the least, this team actually getting the Sweet 16 and someone being angry and wanting to fire Nate, you know, and I was getting mad and losing my grip on the phone. That's so funny because it's like you, you were being Kramer – Getting fired from a job you didn't have. Um, <laughs> That's a- all right, Jimmy. Jimmy, let's take a break. Uh, I want to come back and talk a little bit more about this game here in just a second. Jimmy, um, okay, so you brought up Jason Holt. He played 26 minutes yesterday. I'm looking at the stats yeah. right now. I'm, I'm, he played more than J.D. Davison. He played more than Keon Ellis. He played more than Charles Bediaco or Juwan Gary. That's bananas talk. Um, now, here's what I like about it more than anything. Now, people are going to say, well, he was our second lead rebounder. Don't you love that? I, I find it interesting. I'm not sure I like it. I find it interesting. I like his three assists, and I like the fact he was only one of two from the floor. He knows his role right now. This is not a freshman who got in and thought, uh, this is my shot. I got I to got, I shoot when I can shoot. I got I to do what I can do. Uh-uh. He was team first. I dig that. Now, he's obviously got some, um, you know, bulking up to do. And but, uh, man, I was I was really happy with him. You mentioned uh, Quinterly and shooting better. You know, I thought he shot better last night too. But then you look at the stats; he was four of ten and one of from the field and one of two from beyond the three point arc and zero of one from free throws. He really didn't have a great night. Now he had eight assists, which. Uh, and he did he did have one big three-pointer, I think, in the middle of a run where Shackelford had two of them, and then Quinterly capped it off with yet another. Shackelford ended up with 30 points, eight of 13 from beyond the arc. I'm going to – every time we do a podcast from here on out, I'm going to implore Jaden Shackelford to consider coming back to Alabama next year. Not not because I think I'm – ju- I'm just going to beg him because I think he's – you know um, – because I'm not worried about his interest. I think this is in his interest too. I think that he can become 
an absolute Alabama legend if he comes back. Um, and I think that would be wonderful. So I, I'm hoping he doesn't go pro or transfer because I think that uh, he can come back to Alabama and really help us have an incredible year and be the leader uh, for next year. So that would be a wonderful thing. I'm a little bit disturbed <clears throat> at how little Juwan Gary played and uh, how little he – I hate to say how little he contributed, but he only had 11 minutes. He had six points, which was nice, but only one rebound. Um, Charles Bediaco, only 15 points. I don't think it was a Charles Bediaco game, um, so I'm fine with his not playing quite so much. And, frankly, after dealing with Auburn and Kentucky in back-to-back games, he probably needed a little bit of a, of a rest. He ended up having a pretty good game, in, in my opinion, based on the amount of time he played. Um, Darius Miles, only six minutes. I am getting – a little more concerned, uh, excuse me, a little less concerned about J.D. Davidson. Uh, I'd begun to go from, okay, he's going to be fine to, uh-oh, maybe he's not going to be fine. Well, now he had 24 minutes. He was seven of eight from the field. Uh, he had two of two from beyond the arc. He had three rebounds, eight assists. I mean, that's a steal and a block, uh, no fouls. And frankly, I'd be fine if he had a foul. I, I like seeing somebody have a foul in the box score. It means they were trying. But anyway, I thought J.D. played a good game. So overall, very satisfying win. We almost got to 100 on the road, which is a huge deal. And it's the fifth win in a row against Ole Miss, as we have very confusingly discussed the Alabama Ole Miss history series of the series in the last podcast. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of contributions. And, and you know, Quinterly didn't have a great statistical night in terms of scoring or shooting, but he was one of two. I'll take that 50% over what he has been, what he has been. But he just seemed to play a little more maybe under control and didn't necessarily take bad shots. And I think Quinterly's at his best when he feels like when you can sense with him, you're like, if this guy gets too close to me, I'm going to blow past him and lay it up and take two. Or if he lays off me, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna shoot the ball and it's gonna go in. I I just saw a little more confident quarterly yeah. last night, and and, and I, that was good to see. But it wasn't nearly as good to see as J.D. Davison playing probably his best game, certainly his best game since Gonzaga, and maybe even better than that in, in the sense that J.D. was so under control. He was so under control. He the eight assists were awesome. All the shots he took were great. He, 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 nothing but net on, on the two, three pointers. Uh, his passes were, which is the best part of his game. He's an unbelievable, he is an NBA ready passer in the lane. He, he's so good at that. And, and he showed that off again. And, you know, now the thing with him is, okay, do it again. Uh, because the greats don't just do it once, once a month, you know, uh, and, and it's going to get tougher Saturday. We're playing a better team. So, yeah, just a great all-around team effort as far as those inside guys. Uh, I think part of the the numbers might have been uh, in the second half, it looked like we were more comfortable playing with four perimeter players and one inside guy. And when we do that, usually the one inside guys like Rojas, who, who, who does play kind of big and mean when he's the only inside guy out there. And Gurley played well. He played hard. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily think it, it's always pretty with him. But uh, if Noah Gurley plays with great effort, he, he does help us. And I, I thought it was his most helpful game last night. And and, and there were stretches of, of the time where he was the only big guy on the court. And, and that puts a lot on him. And uh, and he did well. So, uh, 
it's just a great team win. Now let's see what happens Saturday against literally the hottest team. Arkansas is not the best team in the league. That's Auburn or, yeah. or maybe Kentucky, but they're the hottest team. Um, but if you somehow magically, prophetically, had the rebounding trifecta ticket of Gurley, Holt, and Shackelford in that order, you won a gazillion dollars. I mean, yeah, that's, that's literally I mean. like two three-legged horses and a goat coming in first, second, third in the Kentucky Derby. That Nobody would have ever thought that uh, because yeah. that is just a bizarre combo of three guys leading and rebounding. And, yes, I think you could spin it and say, okay, that's mildly concerning that those three guys were your leading rebounders. But I'm going to shake it off as an, an anomaly. And right now we need to get a win, whatever that meant we had to do. And hopefully a stat line like that will mm, motivate some of our more traditional rebounders to, to do a little bit more because I can't imagine winning a ton of games when those three guys are your leading rebounders. No shot at them. It's just not – those are not who should be our leading rebounders. I just – Wanted to throw that out there. Jimmy, that's going to do it for this episode. We probably will do another episode this afternoon. We got a little bit behind. I had to go on a business trip to uh, Franklin, New York. It was cold as bejesus. And um, we got a little bit behind. But uh, we're going to maybe do another episode this afternoon that we'll put out tomorrow. Hopefully, there'll be some uh, shenanigans from this coaches meeting. And we will be able to discuss that. So, And discuss a little bit about Arkansas. So until then, everybody, appreciate you. And roll tide. Roll tide.